This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv. Man, we're so glad that you're here with us. My name is TJ. I'm one of the pastors here at Coastal Inn. Man, we're glad that you're here with us starting the new year off right, man. And we're, we're beginning a brand new series called My Church is kind of a big deal because we think that the church, uh, specifically our church, is kind of a big deal. And, uh, and if you're a part of the church, then you, you probably agree with that. If you're not, man, we're glad that you're joining us here with us uh, this weekend, you know, because we think that our church is a big deal, but we also think like the big church, the big C church is, is a very, very big deal. And so we wanted to start off this year and just talk about church and just talk about some of the vision and some of the values of who we are and why we do some of the things this year and why we believe that our church is a big deal and why it should be a big deal to you, how the church can impact your life, how it can make a huge difference, and what God wants to do in and through you this year through his church. And and the interesting thing is that, you know, the, the church is kind of a a, a a quandary of sorts because a, a lot of us have some different ideas about what church is. In fact, if you were to look around our community, the majority of people don't really consider church uh, a very big deal. In fact, 97% of our community does not go to church at all. So basically what they say is that the church isn't a very big deal. It's kind of a it's kind of a, an afterthought or something that you do when when there's nothing else to do, when maybe the, the weather is really bad or maybe the, you know, um, you got some family coming in town, you got like grandma coming in and she likes to go to church. So you got to figure out like, I'm gonna go to church this Sunday or whatever it may be. And, and then there's some other people that, that they attend church periodically that we call them C&E Christians. They're Christmas and Easter Christians. And we can talk about them here today because we know that they're not here because it's not Christmas or Easter. So, you know, the people that show up once or twice a year and, and, and just come for those special events and, and they kind of feel like, man, I'll put in my, my two cents there throughout the year. Then we have other people that, you know, they, they come to church and, you know, it's kind of more of a social or a country club for them. You know, it's all about doing things that with people that are just like them, that look like them, that talk like them, that act like them, that, that it's all about, you know, I have my seat. I have my place to sit. I have my place to hang out. You know, you better not sit in my seat. This is my, I built this church, all that kind of stuff. You know, there's that whole group. Then there's another group that's, that shows up every week and they serve and they volunteer. And man, they're passionate about the church and the church to them is a a very, very big deal. It's so much bigger than themselves because they realize that, man, this is the thing that God created to be the hope of the world. And that's the thing about the church. The church isn't just buildings or services or, or events. The church was determined, God set it apart to be the hope for the world. In fact, he said, man, I'm gonna build my kingdom through the church, not buildings and all those things. In fact, that word church is really about a community of people that are like-minded. It's this community of people that are, that are passionate about the same thing, that are running after the same things. And, and that's really what God intended for the church to be in. And I don't know about you, but that hasn't always been my experience with church. It's, it's been kind of an interesting experience. I grew up um, when I was younger, my, my parents got divorced. And, and during that time, I got kicked out of school and, 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 they sent me to the only school that would take me and that was a Christian school because they kind of had to take me. That's kind of their rule. You know, you're supposed to love everybody. And so um, that was the only school that would take me. And so I ended up at a Christian school and, and every week we would have a church service at, at school and they called it chapel. And, and I remember as a kid, probably around the third grade that like I had this, this, this epiphany because it was, you know, the late 80s, early 90s. And if you were around the late 80s, early 90s, uh, Christian music was going through an interesting 
kind of period there. They had kind of this um, Russian uh, Jewish thing kind of going on. It's like Jehovah Jireh, my provider. It's like I'm like waiting for the Russian guy to come out and do this thing. You know, it's just this weird. And you know, you had the charismatic two-step going. You all these people doing all this stuff. And and I remember we, we had this teacher, and she was our our music teacher, and she would lead chapel services, the music, and she'd get on her keyboard and she starts pounding away and she started moving around and and, and you know and, and she when she would stop playing she would still be moving around and it was it was not a, a good thing and I remember at the end of almost every single chapel service she'd be like boys and girls you know this is exactly what heaven is going to be like and, and I thought to myself ah, lady I think you you're talking about the wrong place I think it's the place a little bit further south this is like it's like hell on earth right here and uh, and it just was like this, this thing that I just got like totally and completely turned off. In fact, I understand why a lot of people don't perceive and don't look at the church as a big deal because their experience has been this weird, kooky, you know, non-understanding because nobody explained what was happening or why we were doing these things. And it was just, it's just awkward. And, and so a lot of people walked away. And I know that I walked away at that point and thinking, man, I don't, I don't think this is what God intended. In fact, I don't even really believe any of this stuff. And, and so I walked away. And later on in life, when I found Christ, I remember... I was going to a concert. I went to a U2 concert uh, about seven or eight years ago. And uh, it, it was one of the most incredible, incredible uh, concerts I've ever been to in my life. It was my first like real, like real concert where there's gonna be like 30 or 40,000 people, you know, where it's just gonna be buck wild crazy. And, and if you've ever heard U2 live, they're absolutely incredible. And I remember I went with a friend and so I'm sitting next to him and then I got like a complete stranger next to me. And, and in the name of love comes on and which is one of the great YouTube songs and and so you know I'm like singing at the top of my lungs you know the, the kind of singing that you only do when you're by yourself and you know you're by yourself like kind of like in the shower or like when you're in your car and you're singing at the top of your lungs and you're like you look around and you hope that nobody sees you and you see that guy next to you that's shaking his head laughing because he just saw you sing like I was singing like that and and I was completely unashamed and I was in the you know, and, and I can't sing with a squat, so it sounded really bad, but it's loud. And I like look over to this guy that I don't know, and, and we make like eye contact, which is just, it's just not cool. Um, and so we make eye contact, and I kind of give him the international nod for what's up, and he gives it back to me and gives me kind of like this weird, creepy smile. And, uh, and we just turned back, and we just kept singing at the top of our, our lungs. And, and it was like in that moment that it was like, man, I get what that teacher was talking about, but it wasn't that. It was like, man, I could imagine this being like heaven where, where I can come into a place where I don't necessarily know somebody and I, because we're here with one heart and one, one spirit and just going after the same thing, like we love this music, we love this thing, we love this band, all of a sudden we connect and we go to like a whole nother level. And it's like this, it was like this spiritual experience of this whole idea of man that, man, this is what God was really intending for his church to be, this place where, where strangers could come together and they could connect on a whole totally different level and it would totally transform their lives. And I think one of the reasons that that affected me so much in that moment is because we were there and we were singing. It wasn't just me singing, but when we were all singing together, we were, some, we were a part of something that was so much bigger than us. And I think that's the thing about the church. When we start to realize that the church is a big deal, we realize that it's not just something where I come here and it's, it's all about me and it's about what can I get out of it and then how is this good for me? But we realize that, man, there's something about being a part of this community that all of a sudden transforms our lives and we re recognize that, man, this is so much bigger than just my life. 
And that God wants to use this, this community to do something great in my life. God wants to do something great through this experience. And, and, and so what I want to do today is I just kind of want to dive in and, and talk about something that I feel like is so important that makes our church in particular a big deal. And it's this whole idea uh, that, that we, we have in America that's kind of whacked out. And it's this idea that, man, independence is everything. We think that being independent is what it's all about. In fact, we have a holiday called Independence Day because we're all about, it's about me, it's about myself, it's about I, it's about getting what I can, it's about what I can acquire in life, and it's about, man, I can do this all by myself. And, and we think that this is, the, this is the key to happiness. This is the way that we go. But the reality is, is that we have a whole bunch of independent people that are the most miserable people on the face of earth right now. They have independence themselves to complete loneliness. And God and the church has this countercultural idea that just messes with it because God says the key to, to happiness, the key to joy isn't independence, it's interdependence. It's community, it's people coming together and, and uniting and seeing God do something absolutely unbelievable in and through their lives because happiness doesn't come through being independent. Happiness comes through us doing life together with one another and having one another's back and seeing God do some amazing things and us experiencing community because the reality is, is each and every one of us need each other. God designed us with this idea that we need one another. In fact, if you, if you look in your, your outline in your notes or if you don't have your notes, you can look in the Bible to Romans 12. Uh, five, or you can look at the screen. I want us all to read this verse together. And uh, first service had a lot of trouble. I know it's the beginning of the year. Some of you guys haven't, haven't gotten back into the swing of things, but we're gonna read this all together on the count of three. And so on three, we're gonna read this. Okay, one, two, three. Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other and each of us needs all the others. Each of us needs all the others. Tell the person next to you, just look at them, look them in the eye and say, you need me. Turn back to them again and say, I need you. For some of the couples in here, that's the most intimacy you've had in months. Man, there was like connection, like Barry White was about to come on. Hey, babe, you know, something like that. I don't know. But we need people in our lives. We need people that we can connect with in our lives. And today I want to talk about five five people that we need for some different, and some different reasons why we need these people in our lives and what they fulfill inside of us. And the first one is this, is I need people who will walk with me. We all need some people in our lives who will walk with us. In fact, the first thing that Jesus did is, is he went out and he looked for some people. He said, hey, will you come and do life with me? Hey, come and hang out with me. Hey, come and be a part of my life. Not just me tell you what to do and you go do it. It's like, hey, why don't you come watch what I do and come see and learn and we can do it together and we can learn and we can grow and we can discover and we can find out how we can live this, this life that God intended for us to have. He didn't say, man, you guys just go do all that stuff and I'm gonna sit here and watch, man. He's like, man, let's do life together. In fact, Genesis tells us it's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for a man to be alone. And I'm not talking about marriage because I know a lot of married people that are completely lonely at this moment. I'm talking about this idea that, man, it's not good for you and I to live life by ourselves. God never intended for us to live like that. I'm talking about this idea of community, that God established community for some different reasons. I think he established it so that we could have this and walk with other people so we could have safety in our lives 
So we could have some people that would, that would be able to look out for us. In fact, I remember when I was 19 years old, I took uh, my second mission trip ever. I went out with my pastor and uh, we flew to the Philippines and we were doing a pastor's conference uh, all over the Philippines. And, and we were at this one, this one church and, and I was gonna be speaking that night. And so I was getting tired, man. We had done a whole bunch of stuff all throughout the, the prior days and he had, was finishing up a session. And so I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch one of these uh, like motorcycle kind of cart doohickey things. I don't know what they're called, but I'm gonna catch one of those back to the hotel. And so they're like, yeah, that's fine. And so I was going out and I got, I waved down one of these taxi cart things motorcycles, I don't know what they're called. And, and I'd gotten in it and as I got in it, uh, we were getting ready to pull away and I saw my pastor and this other guy named Pastor Cortez running out yelling, stop TJ, stop TJ, stop TJ. And I was like, what, you know? And so I stopped and, and, I, and, I, was, and, and I was like, hey, hold up. And they're like, man, you gotta get out. You gotta get out of this cart right now. And I'm like, why? And they're like, you just need to get out of the cart. And so they're like, they got me out of the cart and, and they're like, man, do you know what you were about to do? And I was like, I was about to go back to the hotel until y'all interrupted. And um, they're like, no, that cart was, was not a marked cart. That person was basically, because they weren't government regulated, they're gonna take you, they're gonna take you in the woods and they're just gonna kill you and take everything you had and just say, that's stupid American, you know, and just roll away. You know, God put people in our lives to walk with us so that we would have some people around us that would help keep us safe. It's also a place that can be extremely supportive for us. There's a Tanzian Proverbs that says this, when you run alone, you run fast. But when you run together, you run really far. You know, a lot of us, we think that life is this, this sprint that we're on, that we, man, we're just here to get to there, point A to point B as fast as we can. But we fail to realize that, that life isn't a sprint, but it's a marathon. And we need people that can run with us, that can be a support system for us, that can help make us through. It's also the smarter way to go. You'll learn a whole lot more when you're doing life with other people because they're gonna see things, they're gonna see objectives, they're gonna see different patterns that maybe you're never gonna see without yourself. In fact, God created a whole bunch of different groups of people. In fact, he created two groups of people for us to do to do life with. He created our family, our physical family and our spiritual family. And the physical family is, is kind of predicated on this whole idea of, of time and space. Our, our physical family is good when, when we're in the time frame when they're around and it's also good when we're in a space when they're near to us. But when, when their time has ended, we don't have that relationship anymore. When, they're, when they've moved away from us or gone someplace else, that space, all of a sudden that family's gone. But he also created this spiritual family that's around us all the time that when we get involved in a local body of believers that are filled with passion for the same things that we are and we're pursuing God that are walking with us, man, all of a sudden it can come in and be one of the most powerful things in all of our lives because the spiritual family has no limits. It's gonna last forever. That, those relationships are gonna continue to evolve and develop and continue to be a part of our life forever. They're not gonna disappear because we're always building one another on top of one another. But our family, that, that can be gone in an instant. And God desires for us to be a part of that. That's why we offer things like DNA. We, we wanna help you become a part of a, of a family here, of a part of a church family that we like to call Coastal where you can hear about the vision and the values and, and all those things where you can plug in and, and walk and do life with some other people. In fact, Hebrews tells us this. It says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. See, community is God's answer to the loneliness that's in our lives. 
Because a lot of people today, we're going through life and we're not walking with anybody else and we're wondering why. Why is life so alone? Why is this independent life so alone? Is because we're missing out on what God is trying to do inside of our lives. And some of you think, man, well, well, I come to church every week. Let me just tell you something right now. This is not what God was intending for when he said community. This is great. This is an awesome place for us to come and, and worship together. But this isn't community. This is a crowd. The reality is, 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 is you might know my name, but I know very few of yours. And that's an unfortunate thing. And, and this is a one-way conversation. There is not very much correspondence going back and forth right here. Basically, I talk, you listen, you might laugh, you might shout at me or something. But beyond that, man, this is a pretty shallow conversation because it's all one-sided. And God didn't intend for us to have that. He intended for us to have a different crowd. That's why he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he says, when you gather each one of you be prepared with something useful for all. Sing a hymn, teach a lesson, tell a story, lead a prayer, provide an insight. Take your turn with no one person taking over. That way, you all learn from each other. Man, how does that happen? Because it surely doesn't happen right here. I, I guarantee you don't want me leading a song. It would be the worst thing. It'd be like we'd be singing like all the single ladies up in here. And I don't think that would glorify Jesus at all. You know, and... and, and we definitely don't want some of you guys preaching either. Some of you guys are long-winded. We've had some conversations. They go on and on. I mean, it's just, it's just a reality. So where does that happen? How does that take place? It happens in community. It happens in connect groups. It happens when, when two or four or six or eight or 12 people gather together and they say, you know what, we're gonna do life. We're gonna, we're gonna meet and we're gonna talk and we're gonna listen and, and we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna discover what God has for our lives. And, and you know, that's, that's the vision of our church. The vision of our church is that, that we'll have huge crowds on Sunday mornings. That's great. But the vision of our church is that people will get connected. That's why in Ephesians, it says it's each part does its work. It helps the other parts grow so that Christ's whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. I mean, that's the goal is that each part is growing, that each one of us is healthy, that each one of us is growing in this love compartment of our life. And it doesn't happen right here. It happens when we're doing life, when we're adding value to other people, when we're coming and playing a role in somebody else's life and they're playing a role in ours. And all together, those parts come together to make something beautiful. And how that works at our church is through connect groups. It happens, we do it in semester basis. In fact, we're getting ready to, to start off another semester here on uh, January 27th, man. And I wanna encourage you, don't do life alone. Find some people to walk with you. Go out and find a group. There'll be a booklet that we'll hand out to you guys with all kinds of different groups with people that are like-minded and people that are nothing like you. And you can, you can find somebody that you can, can connect with or somebody you don't connect with at all because you know you need some people that are different than you in your life. And man, you can grow together and you can discover together. And then we'll come back here on the weekends and we'll celebrate all the awesome things that God is doing in your life and he's doing in each other's lives. Because that's the vision of, of our church is, is, is we need people who will walk with us and that doesn't happen in this context. It happens outside of here. And it's the most important aspect to our Christianity. Let me just tell you something. I am who I am today, not because I went to some church service and some pastor gave a great message. I'm here today and I'm the man that I've become because I've had some people in my life that I've walked with who have influenced my life on a daily basis over time that have become the most influential people and have helped me to become who God has created me to be. And all of us need people that are like that in our lives that will challenge us, that will spur us on to be all that God has called us to be. And so we need people who will walk with us, but we also need people who will work with us 
We need people who will work with us because God has a plan for you and he has got things for you to do. In fact, Ephesians 2.10 says this, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works. That means God's got something for you, which God prepared, prepared in advance for us to do. God's plan, let me just tell you this, is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you can think. It's so much bigger than you can imagine right now. And let me just tell you this, it can't be done alone. A lot of you guys, you've, you've heard God tell you some things, you've heard him tell you some awesome things and you're out there and you're grinding away at it. You're trying to do it and you're wondering why is this so hard to do? Because his plan for you was never for you to do it alone. His plan for you was, was not for you to be doing it alone because what you're doing is you're just wearing yourself out right now. You're thinking, man, I've been working so hard at this. I mean, I'm going after it. And you're just wearing yourself out. And if you find yourself in a state where you're just, you're just in the grind and you're like, man, is this ever gonna end? Am I ever gonna break through? Probably not because God didn't intend for you to be able to do it by yourself. Part of his equation that he put together in helping you fulfill the purpose and plan for your life was some other people intertwined with you to help you make that happen. Ephesians or um, Ecclesiastes 4 9 says this two are better than one because they don't have because they have a good return for their work listen I've realized I can't do a whole lot on my own in fact when when I was pretty much the main staff person for this church it was it was 63 people I realized that I'm about as good as 63 people that's how how good of a leader I am and so but when we started bringing on other leaders when we started when I started surrounding myself with with quality people who would work with me and and desired to see the same things that we had we see, we've seen this church double and triple and quadruple over time and and now we're a, a body of 400 people and, and God is doing some incredible things things. But listen, it didn't happen when I did it by myself. It happened when I discovered that, man, as I got people who would work with me, man, God would start to do something incredible. And my dream is that all of us would discover some people in our lives who would work with us because community is God's answer to our fatigue. Community is God's answer to us being worn out. He said, man, it was never my intention for you to just do all this junk on your own. It's my intention that you would do it together. You know, there's an old saying, many hands make light work. It's true. It's true. It's not just something that's, that's a false statement. It's true, man. Many hands make light work. That's why we're continuously talking to people and saying, man, are you okay? In fact, we are, Shayla and I were out with a couple on Thursday night and, and we just thought to ourselves, it was this older couple and they're involved in everything. I mean, like they're in their mid to late 60s and, and they're at like every outreach that we do. They're serving every single weekend. They're working with kids. They're leading small groups. And, and we sat down with them and we said, listen, uh, we think y'all are burning yourselves out. Like we're, we're a little afraid that you're at the escalated age that you are, that you might die and then your kids are gonna hate us. And so, um, so we, we wanna make sure that you're okay. And they're like, you know what? Man, it's hard keeping up with these 20 year olds. You know, we don't know how, you know, we don't know where they get all this energy. And I'm like, I know you guys look like you're about to pass out right now. And they're like, listen, we may look tired, but we are more invigorated than we've ever been because we're not doing all this stuff by ourselves anymore, man. We've got teams of people that are going out with us and serving with us, man. We got people coming over that we're having barbecues with and that we're doing small groups with and we're, we're hanging out and we're studying the Bible. And, and honestly, even though we're tired physically, emotionally and, and mentally, man, we're just jacked up, man. Like we're ready to storm the gates of hell with a water gun and just tear it all down right now. I mean, they were just like so impassioned. They're like, please let us keep doing stuff. And I was like, all right, y'all can kill yourselves, whatever. Uh, 
But they realized that, man, that community was God's answer to fatigue. If they were just doing life by themselves, they said, man, we used to, the church we came from, we are worn out because we did everything by ourselves. Here, we're, we're doing everything, but we're not worn out, man. We're just thriving in our relationship with God. And I love what Galatians says. It says, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us in the community of faith. And we need people who will, who will walk with us and we need people who will work with us, but we also need some people in our lives who will fight for us. We need some people that will fight for us, people that will stand up for us, people that will defend us, people that will have our back when we're in our, our darkest moments, when we're struggling through life. And, and, and man, I'm so thankful that there's, there's people like that that we have. Every time I'm going through a, a tough time, I call up a guy named Ivan that's in our church and I just say, hey man, I just, I'm struggling, bro. And, he, and I know right there, man, he's, he's gonna fight for me. He's gonna start praying, man. He's gonna, he's gonna work God over like he's some like crazy and, and just gonna do it. Because Philippians tells us each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. They realize that, man, life isn't about doing it on my own, but it's about helping other people achieve that. And we can be that person that goes out there and helps other people achieve those things because we're fighting for them. In fact, Shayla and I, we, we, because we get to speak a lot and do a lot of different things, we've, we found out that we need to have signals for when we're going through some difficult things so we can, we can give each other some little hints of something's going on. In fact, one of the things that we always check for each other is, is kind of, you know, make sure there's no spinach in the teeth. You don't ever want to get up on a stage with spinach in your teeth, but the big one is the boogers. You know, you don't want to have a booger in your nose when you're speaking. You know, friends don't let friends have a hanger a whole service. You know, that's my whole thing. And so, you know, you need some people in your life that will call out the hangers for you. They will say, man, you got a hanger, man. I got your back, man. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to make sure you look good because you're not supposed to do it all by yourself, but God wants, to, wants you to have people that are there that are gonna have your back, that are gonna have your back physically, they're gonna have your back spiritually. You know, people that are gonna look for things and say, you know what, I'm gonna make sure that those blind spots, that nothing happens within those boundaries. Because this is the reality. We've got a very real enemy in the devil. And, and he's not out there just playing games, man. He's looking for every opportunity for us to turn our back so he can come and do something to us. And we've gotta have some people that will stand back to back with us and fight for us. Because here's the thing, because we're so busy running after things and being so independent, we don't even recognize when he's coming. Partly because we're fatigued because we're doing it all by ourselves. And so we need some people who will stand up for us and say, you know what, I've got your back. Ecclesiastes says this, a person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, but a triple branded cord is not easily broken. And my question to you today is, who's got your back? Who's got your back spiritually? Who's that person that, that's, that's there close to you, helping to make sure that the enemy is not lurking and you don't even see it? Who's the person that, that's gonna call out those blind spots? Who's, who's that person that you're on a team with that's doing life with you that says, you know what, I've got your back. And listen, this isn't easy to, to allow people to do this. It's hard work. It's, it's opening yourself up and saying, man, I'm gonna give you permission to speak into my life. I'm gonna give you permission to say things that I don't probably want to hear you say to me, but I need to hear you say to me. And I found this out this, this last Friday night. We were having an elders meeting and... Uh, 
we're, we're talking about our other campus that we're starting next year or this year now. And uh, we're just talking about it. And I'm gonna give you some updates on that in a couple of weeks. Um, and, and they were just really concerned and they were saying some things to me. And one of them just finally said, listen, you'd be really wise if you would actually listen to us. And just basically slapped me across the face. Not literally, but figuratively. And uh, you know what? It was the best thing that I could have had. Somebody that would actually tell me the truth and say, man, I've got your back and I'm concerned. I don't wanna make sure you're well. I wanna make sure that you're not missing this. And so who do you have? Who do you have that's looking at your life and saying, man, look out for that trap. Look out for that pothole. Look out for that. Who's saying that for you? Because community is God's answer to defeat in our lives. Community is his answer. Ecclesiastes says if one person falls, another can reach out and help. But people who are alone when they fall are in real trouble. Some of you guys, you're battling huge adversity right now. You're battling some things that are so overwhelming and so demanding on you right now. And, and you feel like you're just being completely and utterly defeated and you don't have any hope. Let me just tell you, man, you don't have to go through life going that way. You don't have to go through life hopeless and alone. God has called some people to be a part of your life. You've got to open up the door to that though. You've got to say, you know what? I'm going to invite you to take and be a part of my life. And I'm going to invite you to be a part, to protect my life, to be there, to defend this area of my life. And I'm going to allow you to get into that. And as you do that, you'll see the enemy stop defeating you in areas that you've been continually defeated in. We also need some people who will cry with us. We need some people who will be there in the inevitable crises in lives. Because here's the thing, it's not if a crisis is gonna happen in your life, it's when the crisis is gonna happen in your life. Because crises happen all the time. And, and one of the things that I hate to see as a pastor, and I see it happen all the time, is people are struggling and going through things and they're going through those things all alone and we don't have a freaking clue that it's going on. I know that there's this idea that, man, we're supposed to be spiritual and, and because we're here, we just know every, we're like all knowing, all powerful. That is God, that's not us. And I see people going through things and I see them going through these things and they're struggling and they're all alone. And they're asking themselves why and why is nobody reaching out and helping me? And the reason why is because nobody knows. The Bible says that we should be like one big family full of sympathy towards each other. Man, when we get bad news, we need people who we can let in to help us. We need people who will be there just to cry with us. I'll never forget almost, gosh, almost five years ago now when we got the news that, that from the doctors that we were never gonna be able to have kids. And I remember getting in our car and, and we were about an hour away from our house and, and Shayla was saying, do you, think, do you think we need to talk to somebody? And I'm like, no, we can, we can get through this. And getting in our car and driving home and about halfway home, we're both bawling our eyes out. And she says, I think we need to call somebody. And I said, ah, me too. And I remember we called this couple and, and, and he was in a board meeting and, and we said, man, we're, we, we just need to talk. And and next thing I knew, we showed up to their house. They had four kids. I don't know what happened to their kids. I don't know if they threw them in the pool, murdered them out back. I don't know where they were, but they were gone. And, and he had dipped out of this meeting that he was running and, and he was there and she was there. And we just went in their bedroom and we just sat there. They didn't have any answers for us. They didn't have any solutions to our problems. Well, what they did have was just some tears to shed with us. And we just cried for the next two hours. Man, say anything. 
until they finally said, you hungry? And then we were like, yes. But I mean, we just needed some people at that moment. We needed some people that would cry with us. And there are so many situations in life that, that people are going through some things alone. And some of you guys that you're out there today and you've just gotten some news that, man, you have cancer and you're doing this all by yourself. And you shouldn't be alone. Or some of you, your, your marriages are struggling. In fact, you don't, you don't even know what's gonna happen when you go home today with your spouse and, and you're struggling and you're doing it all alone and God never intended for you to do it alone. Some of you guys, your, your family, one of your family members just passed away and you're, you're trying to hold it all together and be strong, but you don't, you're not meant to do this by yourself. Some of you have been holding on to some, some hurts and some pains. Maybe you were raped, maybe you were abused and you've been trying to hold it all together and, and life it just seems to all be popping out and you don't know how to control it and you were never meant to control those things. You're never meant to be alone in those situations. Listen, I'm not talking about a lot of people in your life. I'm just talking about a few. You just need a few people who will be there in those moments that are, are the trials, in those moments that are the pain. And at Coastal, man, our, our crisis care system is our, is our connect groups. It's, you know, we have backup systems, but our best system is people that are in relationship with other people. But you want to know why? Because when they're in the hospital, you know who's there at the hospital with them? Their connect group. When they're going through a tragedy in life, you know who's there with them, bringing them meals and, and taking care of their kids, their connect group. Because they've recognized that, man, life isn't about doing it alone, but they need some people that are there with them that can help them in those moments, in those trials. And, and Corinthians tells us this, if one part suffers, every part suffers with it. And, and we truly believe that, man. If, if we're a family and we're a community, when one of us is hurting, all of us is hurting. That's why community is God's answer to our despair. Community is God's answer to our despair. Because listen, nobody ministers better to another person than their friend. I know that everybody thinks that if you, if you call me up and I come to the hospital or whatever, it's, it's all good, but it, it, that's pretty shallow. There's nothing better than a person that knows you and knows you well, that comes and shares and prays and cares for you. Not saying that we don't do those things because we do those things all the time. But there's something so much greater when I show up to a, a hospital and a baby's just born and there's an entire small group there with them. Nothing makes my heart feel better because I know that that person is being cared for and loved. Nothing makes my heart merrier than when I show up to somebody's house that's sick, that there's other people that are there that are dropping off meals because they realize that those people are not meant to do life alone, that they're there to be a community to bring hope in the midst of those moments of despair. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't even know what I would do in those moments. Am I supposed to tell them everything you know? No, you don't have to do that. All you gotta do is show up and point them to God. When they start crying, listen, I don't understand crying. My wife cries, I just throw my hands up because I don't understand it. You know what I do? I just cry with her sometimes. When somebody's hurting and I don't have an answer, man, I just put my arm around them and I'm just there. I just say a prayer. Listen, we don't have the answers, but you know what we do have? We have each other. And it's in those moments that we need each other more than we need anything else. Because pastoral care is just a whole bunch of encouragement just encouraging other people. Thessalonians says, therefore, encourage one another. Build each other up just as in fact you are doing. And I love that picture because what happens in life is we have the broken pieces of our life and encouragement, what it is, is it's other people coming along and helping us pick those pieces back up and put them all back together. That was God's plan. God's plan was that believers, other people would come and be that for us in our lives. And finally, we need some people who will partner with us in life. 
We need some people who will say, you know what, what I want to do with my life, I realize that God has a purpose and a plan for my life, but my life is bigger than the plan that he has for it. It's bigger than just me by myself. God has got something greater. He's got something bigger. He's got something more extraordinary than I've ever seen, that I've ever imagined. And this is something that I can't do alone. And, and if I'm going to accomplish all the things that God has for my life, then I need to get up off my butt and I need to get some people in my life who are passionate about the same things, that will run after the same things, and that we will see God do something significant in our lives. God wants to do something awesome through us. And this is the thing, he's not intended for us to do it alone. He's intended for us to partner with other people, to build a team, to go out and change this world. And that's what I love about church is that it's this team of people that are like-minded, of the same mind, of the same heart, of the same passion that are saying, you know what? We're not gonna allow the injustice and the tyranny and the hopelessness that other, other people are experiencing, but we're gonna go out and we're not just gonna keep it for ourselves in these four walls, but we're gonna go to the highways and we're gonna go to the byways and we're gonna go to Collier City and we're gonna go to SOS and we're gonna go to every single freaking place we can. And we're gonna bring the hope of Christ together because when we partner together, there is nothing that is impossible for you and I. And God's answer for this, this idea of, of partnering together, man, his whole thing is God's answer to this is that, man, he wants us to live a significant life and our significant life only comes through us being in community with one another. I've never known anybody to do something extremely significant by themselves. Think about the greatest people. You think about Billy Graham. You hear about Billy Graham, but what you don't hear about is the five guys that were with him all the time that still live next to him today because he realized, man, I don't do life alone. Paul, the greatest missionary, man, he always had a companion with him. Why? Because he realized that a significant life is not done alone. If you want to have a significant life, man, you can't do life alone. Listen, God, we're so much better together. And I'm going to say something that's probably going to shock some of you, probably going to rattle some of you. But it's 100% truth. And that's this, is that you can do your life and live your life your way, by your rules, by your terms. For yourself. But let me tell you what that life is. That's a hopeless life. It's a meaningless life. And, and more than that, in all honesty, and I know that nobody likes this word, it's a sinful life. so much more for you and I. He established it from day one. We just need two relationships. Other people and himself. If you want to see your life 
become a big deal. Churches, people, plural. You want to see your life become a big deal. You become plural. This is a Coastal Community Church podcast. For more information about Coastal Community Church, please visit coastalcommunity.tv.